You're listening to The Boz Show, the socially conscious podcast for leaders. Rory, welcome to The Boz Show. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing super. What about you, buddy? I'm doing great. You know, another Southern California morning. It's nice and uh, crisp. So Exactly. <laughs> so tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Rory Douglas. I'm actually a financial educator and a high-performance life coach and an international best-selling author. I have a passion to help people pursue their purpose in areas of financial education, empowerment, inspiration, as well as motivation. Mm-hmm. So I'm a really, really uh, fired-up guy. I believe that your attitude would determine your altitude. And uh, that's me in a nutshell, pretty much. Just a fun guy uh, that loves to see people advance and grow and get to the next level. Awesome. I think the first place that I saw you was on, on Instagram and then I think on TikTok, just because I follow a lot of people who talk about money and things like that. And uh, uh, your, your content really caught my eye. Um, so let's start with the most important question, which everyone asks, how do you get rich quick? <laughs> well, your greatest asset is your mindset. Mm-hmm. That's your greatest asset. So there's a big difference between riches and wealth. Mm. I encourage people to be wealthy because when you're rich, you can have money for lunchtime, but when you're wealthy, you can have it for a lifetime. So I choose to be wealthy because, you know, you can lose money and you can, you can gain and lose. But when you're wealthy, if you lose it, you can gain it back. And that's what it's all about. So I choose wealthy over rich any day. Mm. Let's, let's explore that a little bit deeper. So wealthy over riches. What's the, what's the major difference? Well, the major difference is, especially for me, um, I pretty much also, too, um, incorporate a lot of spirituality in Mm. in what I do. And uh, for instance, um, riches, when a person is rich, that means that they have obtained a certain amount of money. Mm. And uh, what we see in today's society, a lot of people who are rich lose their money. People Mm. go play the lottery and win and get rich and lose their money. Uh, That's the reason why I'm all about financial education. Mm -hmm. But when you're wealthy, wealth basically means all needs met. That's what wealth means, all needs Mm. met. So you can be living in a one-bedroom apartment. You can be pretty much uh, not where you want to be in life right now. But if you know who you are and whose you are and you got a big dream and a goal for your life Mm. and you're working on yourself, that is a wealthy mindset. So before you know it, you're going to pretty much attain a lot of wealth. So mm-hmm. always choose wealth over riches. I hope that explains it. So, so someone who's rich might have a whole lot of money, but it's, they have a messed up life. They're not organized. They're not working on themselves. They're losing money. Uh, you know, their spending habits are all over the place. Right. And then also, too, we see now in, in, in the media every single day, people who appear to have everything. Yeah, they have everything, but why their lives are so much upside down? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got a lot of people, you know, just they don't have, they don't know how to handle handle the responsibility of having money. Exactly, and money is something that you have to respect. And I always tell people, don't chase money because if you chase money, it'll get away from you. Mm. And a lot of people out there are chasing things in life and think that money will solve the answer, but it won't solve the answer. The bottom line is is that you got to really really know who you are. As I said earlier, you know, most people today they spend more time outside of themselves looking at someone else's success, chasing mm-hmm. someone else's accomplishments and very little time with themselves. But that's why I always tell people, you have to spend more time with yourself to know who you are 
And then once you get to know who you are, you know uh, the parts of you that are, that are great, you know the parts that you have to work on. Mm-hmm. And then when you start working toward those things of correcting things that you may be falling and lacking on and working on the things that you're good at, that's why it's all about wealth. You, mm-hmm. You'll become a very wealthy person. Yeah, there's always there's always a point in you know in someone's life where they decide they have to start working on themselves. They have to do the inner work. Sometimes it's really late in life. Sometimes it's on their deathbed. Right? It takes a lot of time before someone really figures it out. When did you figure out that you need to take this journey on uh, the inner path to empower yourself? Well, you know, my beginning was not so rosy. Uh, you know, when I was in school. Mm. I got kicked out of every elementary school and every high school. I was mm. labeled a troubled youth. I said labeled. Mm. Uh, you know, basically, I was an A student. I can listen to the teacher and articulate everything the teacher said, but I had uh, a disability that was pretty much I was unaware of. I didn't understand it. It was called dyslexia. I read things mm. backwards. And, um, you know, the teacher would basically say, hey, man, you're a very smart uh, young guy, but why do you keep on acting up? Mm-hmm. So what I, what I would do is, is whenever there was an open book or a test, that's when I had tried to evade my disability because I was reading things backwards and I didn't understand it. So I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is, is whenever there was a test, I would make up an excuse to get out of the class, whether throwing a chair or doing something to get thrown out. So mm-hmm. I was labeled a troubled youth. But uh, when I was very young, about 13 years old, my mom is my mentor. My father passed at a young age. My mom worked three jobs to take care of my family, my sisters and my brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day we were driving down the road trying to go someplace. And my mom wanted me to read some instructions right away because she was trying to get to her destination. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do the same thing. I tried to evade her and mm-hmm. try to find an excuse not to read. And, you know, our moms are read that. She was very, <laughs> very adamant about it. And uh, I tried to read and there were some problems and she identified that. So she took me to the school and to the counselors and um, they pretty much gave me some, a few tests and found out that I had this thing called dyslexia. Mm. And um, pretty much I overcame my disability through training. Mm. And I always tell people you can have a disability but you don't have to be disabled. Mm-hmm. And what I see in today's society, people who have disabilities do more than people who don't. Mm. And um, so that's the reason why I spent more time with myself because with my disability, I, I spent more time with myself. I knew what my uh, limitations were mm-hmm. and I knew what my strengths were. So I use that as my superpower today. I always mm-hmm. tell people, don't let your uh, disabilities or don't let the things that hinder you stop you. And that it's so important. So I use it as my superpower to get over any obstacle. So inner work is so important uh, to me. That's the reason why I always tell people, spend more time with yourself. Very little people spend time with themselves. You know, we come up in school and we pretty much pursue a career. In most cases, it's because of our parents' influence or someone else's influence. That's the reason why the average college student changed their major at least four times, trying to find themselves. So it's really all about spending time with yourself so you can know uh, what, you, what you like, your, your, your goals, the whole nine yards. And I always tell people this is so important. When you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. That's really powerful. I mean, I think that moment, I mean, first of all, I just think of so many people who don't learn that they have, an, uh, have a challenge when learning. I think, I think it's one of the, the biggest problems of our age is that so many people don't, don't get tested. They don't get, uh, they don't ever find out. You know, I know many people that 
they're in college, third, fourth year. And then they realize that there's actually something. And, you know, had they looked at it before, they had the opportunity, uh, their entire life would be, uh, would be completely different. Um, but then your, your point about the inner path, I mean, I think that's, uh, that, that's incredible. I mean, I think most people do not have the ability to sit in the room by themselves with their own thoughts. I think it just, I think it's too much. And, you know, I, and I immediately, you know, for me, one of the most powerful books uh, that I read at a young age was the autobiography of Malcolm X. And within, within his uh, book, he, I mean, he talks about his journey being within the prison and basically having time to think to himself and being able to read the dictionaries from scratch and really figure out who he, who he was and who he wanted to become. Uh, and, you know, too often people don't have that time to just sit down and think. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And it's funny that you said that because I believe life could be a paradise or a prison mm -hmm. without being in prison. Mm -hmm. It could be a paradise or a prison without being in prison. There's a lot of people are in prison without being in prison because of their mindset. And that's why I say your greatest asset is your mindset. And um, that's what it's all about. It's really all about uh, positive thinking, basically inner work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always tell people, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Mm -hmm. So you really, really got to get acquainted with yourself. And that's the reason why most people do drugs and people start doing things to themselves, alt altering their bodies. People try to be like other people. And that's the type of society we live in. And due to, due to social media, everybody is doing the same thing. So we have very little originators and so many duplicators. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't go viral without duplicating nowadays, right? That's that's the whole. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? I, make you, I, make you I agree with you. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you can go viral um, in a much higher fashion if you create something that no one has created. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I'm saying there's a lot of uh, duplicators, but very little creators. Yeah. But when you start spending time with yourself, you start to learn how to be creative. And that's what we need. We need more people creating things, bringing new things to the marketplace because today things are pretty much cookie cutter. Yeah. 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 So I always tell people, if you want to be successful, you got to go the opposite way of the crowd. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't provide too much value to create the same type of content. I think, unfortunately, you know, interesting thing about the TikTok culture is that people jump on, the, for example, the bandwagon and, re and recreate the same content. And you get a lot of hits, but first of all, you don't stand out. You don't build a brand. You don't, you're not able to really stand out from the crowd and differentiate yourself. Um, and no one really knows who you are. So you end up, you know, recreating content that's just is seen and then people move on. So you're just basically creating, you know, whatever. Exactly. Doing I'll, content. I'll give you a tip. I'll give you a tip. I always tell people today, people, they don't buy books. They don't buy music. They buy you. Mm -hmm. They buy you. That's why it's important that you spend time with yourself so you'll get a chance to really know you. And everybody has a story to tell because we have greatness inside of us. That's why I'm really, really encouraging people to spend more time with themselves, to meditate, to pray, and really get acquainted with themselves and once you do that, you're going to discover that there's a lot to you and a lot about you because we have greatness inside of us. But like I said, if we're spending more time outside of ourselves, we really never get a chance to get acquainted with ourselves.
And people sometimes never grow up in their 30s, never really got acquainted with themselves, 40s, 50s. One of the richest places on the planet Earth is the cemetery. Yeah. There's more buried dreams there, more buried ideas there, because people, they don't fulfill their dreams. So that's why I always encourage people and tell people that your dreams are not a figment of your imagination, but it's just showing you glimpses of your future. I want people to be able to believe their dream, and I want to empower people to pursue their purpose. So it's all about empowerment. It's all about uh, elevating people, motivating people, and certain words trigger certain thoughts. Mm -hmm. So you got to be very careful with the words that you use, because today we use a lot of words that keep us in the same position. When I hear people, I talk to a lot of people. When I hear people say, I'm trying I want to, I hope, and I wish. I know that they're not ready for success. They're not ready to go to the next level. Mm. Why don't you replace those words with I will, I can, and I can. Mm. Yeah, man, I, th I think some people get stuck in a mindset, which is really interesting to me. I see, see, see some people who have played video games for 15 years, but if they were spending that, they put a lot of effort into that. And then, you know, their whole manhood is put into this video game, right? Um, but if they replace the, those 15 years with, actual effort into other places in their life they would probably have gotten somewhere i agree with you wholeheartedly great great so let's uh let's talk about financial education you know we have this generation the millennials and the gen z for example right they have been hit extremely hard with student debt you know compared to past generations right uh incredible challenges with unemployment you know some of the highest unemployment rates although they're the most educated generation um, and, you know, finance is a big deal. There's a lot of, uh, it's very difficult to manage finances, right? We have many people spend a uh, good amount of money on, on $5 Starbucks drinks every day, and they're draining their money there. And they find other opportunities that just keep draining their money from Netflix and other things. And those are just some examples, but a lot of habits that just acquire, that they acquire over, over many years. Um, how do you start taking control of your finances and educating yourself? Man, you're asking some great questions. You know, I have a book that I'm going to be releasing. It's called Millennial Makeover. Mm. Millennial Makeover. It's coming soon. But I'll tell you this. Right now, we're dealing with pandemic. Mm. But before the pandemic, there was a crisis in America. Mm. Before the pandemic. The average American was one to two paychecks away from being homeless. Before mm. the pandemic. One out of three in debt. The average American family cannot even handle a $400 emergency. Mm. The average college student gets out of college with about $28,000 debt. If they're pursuing to be a doctor or a lawyer or a professional, anywhere from $100,000 to $200,000 debt. Mm. Here's the bombshell. The average person who went to college in America is still in student loan debt in their late 40s. Mm. And student loan debts have the highest percentages. Mm. Now, I would say this. Young people today are really, really creative, innovative. Mm. However, we have a system that is very, very outdated. Mm. College doesn't teach you how to get out of college and get out and create a job for yourself. It teaches you how to get out and go work for corporate America. Mm -hmm. And what we see today, we see young people still at home with their parents mm -hmm. and many finished college with a lot of college debt. Also, there's something that young people got to be aware of, really aware of. I am a stickler when it comes down to AI, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we go into the airport, we see machines. We go into the bank, we see machines. 
we go into the airport we see machines. Mm. In the next five years in America, 85 million jobs are going to be displaced due to artificial intelligence. Mm. So we have a generation of young people paying for an education that is going out when a new one is coming in. Mm. So I encourage young people to be independent thinkers, to be entrepreneurs. The average millionaire has six streams of income and the average American has two jobs. Young people today have to become entrepreneurs. Mm. Right now, we got to deal with the facts. The average person keeps a job today in corporate America five to six years. So young people today, they have to really step outside of the bun and really, really start thinking about new ideas, being creative, the whole nine yards. Because as I said earlier, most young people are influenced by another influence, whether it's their parents or their friends, to, pur to pursue something when it comes down to their college education. That's the reason why the average college student changed their major at least four times. Hmm. So it's important right now that you discover your passion, what you're good at, what makes you happy. And right now it's a very exciting time because we went from brick and mortar to click and order. It's a very technical world. So young people today have to be independent thinkers. Skies is the limit. However, we have to really, really invest in ourselves basic finance 101 principles. And I want to give young people out there that's listening and looking on your show, I want to give them some principles that's going to help them for a lifetime and not a lunchtime. Mm. What you want to do is, young people, first, you want to have a solid foundation. You want to have a solid foundation because when you're building a house from the ground up, what's the most important part? The foundation. If the foundation's weak, the house falls. So first, you want to start off with a solid foundation. What I mean by that? Discover your passion what you're good at and work toward that. Then you go from a solid foundation to debt management. There's two types of debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt. Good debt if you're paying for your college education. Bad debt is just wasteful spending, credit cards. Then you go from debt management to something that's called emergency fund. You wanna make sure that you put together an emergency fund. You want six to 10 months of your monthly expenses saved up just for emergencies. So before we get mean? to the next point, I just want I just want to harp on that a little bit. Most people, when I tell them you need six to ten months, they will tell me that if they lose their job, they have unemployment for six to ten for for many for many months. So <laughs> most of their basic stuff is taken care of. Yes, yes, but but the main thing is is that young people have to prepare themselves, and that's where it's at right now. They have to prepare themselves, and right now through social media and internet. And technology, if you have a smartphone and you're not using it to actually do business, you're not that smart at all. But right now, sky is the limit. It's a very, very uh, world that's, that's changing quickly. It's a lot of advancement. And I really believe that young people will meet the challenge. But the bottom line is, is that, like I said, they have to really, really begin to start spending time with themselves, discovering who they are. And not only that, working on their skills and, and, and developing their skills as they move along. But that's where it's at right now. Yeah, those are two powerful points um, about passion and skills. I think, um, you know, I think let's let's break down the doubts. Let's start with entrepreneurship, right? Most entrepreneurs fail, uh, at least according to a lot of stats. They, they they try to get into the space. What do young people need to do to become good entrepreneurs? Uh, 
when they get when they get into their space. I think a lot of people they struggle with confidence, trying to figure out what the right product is, you know, mindset, psychology, all of that stuff. Um, so where do they begin? Uh, let's say out of college, they've been out of college for a couple of years. They can't find a job. Um, so now they're in this space. The COVID is, is challenging right now. They have an opportunity to use their social media. What should they, what should they do? Great question. You know, I'll tell you this. This is so important. Young people today. It's important, first of all, when you, like you just made a statement, you said most entrepreneurs fail. Now, I agree with you. Yeah. And I disagree with you. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. See, when we say an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. an entrepreneur has to be classified as an entrepreneur. So if you're classified as a true entrepreneur, that means that you're you pretty much are successful as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I think we have a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I, I made that little word up, entrepreneurs. Because if you want to be a true entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you have to be willing on turning your nine to five to your six to nine. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you're not willing on working 14 hours a day for yourself, because if you work a job, which I call just over broke, but you work in that job, mm -hmm to pay yourself, but you also got to be working on your dream. That's the reason why you need at least 16 hours a day. But if the average young person spends 16 hours a day whether they have a job and working on their dream, in three years, they can really put themselves in a place to be a pretty much powerful entrepreneur. Mm. However, if you're gonna be an entrepreneur, you got to have a certain mindset to become an entrepreneur. That's what it's all about. And I think that's what people lack. A lot of people get caught up in the, the, the material things and the fantasy of the things that they see out there. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, is that when it comes down to becoming an entrepreneur, you got to be willing on being relentless, working towards your goal or working towards your dream. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. And you can achieve it. I guarantee you, because I'm a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You know, the bottom line is, is that once again, you want to be able to take your nine to five into your six to nine. And you want to work toward what you're good at. A lot of young people, they have what we call a start and stop mentality. Mm. And it starts at college. Like I said, the average college student changed their major four times. That's the start and stop syndrome. Mm -hmm. They get out of college, they do the same thing. They try a little of this, it doesn't work. They try that, they try that. And before you know it, start and stop, start and stop, start and mm. stop. What I recommend is you find something that you're good at, put your heart into it and work toward it and be successful at it. And once you're successful at it, you can create another income stream. Mm. But a lot of us are going in so many different directions and we are not, we're not effective. So I think that in order to be a true entrepreneur, you, you got to be relentless. You got to be hungry. Mm. And that's what it's all about. And let me tell you, you don't even have to be the best. You don't have to be the best. It's all about something that I call my three C's. I call it my three C's. Really important. The key to success is consistency. That's the key to success, consistency. You don't have to be the best. You just got to be consistent. Now, consistency calls you to gain confidence. A lot of times people hear, oh, you need to get more confidence. <laughs> well, how do you get confidence? It doesn't happen overnight. You got to gain confidence. So when you're consistent, you gain confidence. Now, when you gain confidence, 
Confidence comes by doing the same thing over and over again. When you do the same thing over and over again, you don't get bitter, you get better. So once you're consistent, you gain the confidence, then you get the courage, the last C, the courage to win. That's what it's all about. You just got to be relentless. You got to be relentless. And also too, you got to make sure that you're consistent. And I think a lot of us, we're not consistent. We lack focus. And that's the reason why we don't get to the next level. Those are all powerful points. I mean, I think it's, um, it's interesting. You know, I see a lot of people do the start and stop. You know, people start getting into the entrepreneurship space. They want to do something and then it doesn't work out. So they stop and they try something else and then they stop. And I think from what I've seen, I think a big challenge that many people that have these startups and these small businesses is they don't understand how to sell and who to sell to. So a lot of times they end up, you know, I think they get caught up in the social media fantasy, right? They get into the space. They start doing some posts about doing their startup, their friends and their family. They all hear about it. And then and their friends and family might not even be the right customers or whatever else. Or they're not even going to buy the product. So they're not, they're not even getting into these audiences um, uh, in which they have to sell the product to. Um, so how do you suggest that they do that? You know, how do they get into the right space to, to sell and <laughs> And how do you sell? I mean, I think many people remember the Wolf of Wall Street scene with the pen and all that stuff. But on the internet, it's a different world. You know, it's funny because you're asking some incredible questions. I love this. You know, I'll tell you this. I always tell people this. Today, you don't have to even sell anything. Hmm. You don't have to sell today. Uh, we live in a society where everything is pretty much right at your fingertip. You don't have to sell anything. The only thing you have to really sell is value. You got to sell by value. See, I told you earlier that people, they don't buy books, they buy you. And that's the problem with most people. People are hiding behind the veil. You have to basically sell you. Hmm. And when you, when, when, when you sell value, I always tell people, when value is made clearly, decisions are made easily. Hmm. That's the reason why value is so important. In my business, as a financial educator, I don't sell anything. I educate people. I show them value. Mm. And they ask me, how can I get it? Where can I get it? When can I get it? Mm. That's what it's all about. And I'm really, really encouraging young people to be independent thinkers, to, to actually be creators. And keep in mind, like I said, people, they don't buy books. They buy you. And once you can brand you, that's what it's all about. So young people today, you got to step out on your dream and you got to be willing on being you. And that's the problem. A lot of us, we're not being ourselves. We're always trying to imitate someone else or we follow the same uh, scenario. But mm. today you don't really have to sell anything because things are everywhere. You want to get a sweater or a shirt or a piece of some shoes. Hey, listen, today the mall is catching hell because people are online buying clothes and they don't even want to go to the mall. Everything mm. is right at your fingertip. And you know, listen, you don't even need a brain today. Everything is right in your hand. What I always tell people, it's not about your skill, man. It's about your will. That's where we're lacking today, the willpower. It's not about the skill. It's about your will. So many people have so many degrees, doctrine degrees, the whole nine yards. But for some reason, we haven't solved the financial problem. real basic problems you wonder you know people with you have communities cities that have you know people full of phds i mean i'm not i don't want to bash you know some universities in california but <laughs> you know there's some that are 
you know, wealthy universities, PhDs, but right outside, huge homeless population, huge drug issue. And it's just like, man, you guys are all, you're all right over here with all this money, all the education, but you can't solve what's right in your backyard. Exactly. You're a wise man. That's the reason why I'm really, really encouraging people to be the best version of themselves. Because let me tell you guys, tell you this, winning is a habit and losing is a habit. That's the reason why I said earlier in the show, certain words trigger certain thoughts. You got to develop winning skills. It takes about 21 days to develop a habit, at least 21 days to get rid of a habit. Hmm. Today, people cannot even go three days being positive, three days being disciplined. So I always tell people, you got to really, really change your habits because winning is a habit and losing is a habit. That's what it's all about. And the distance between success and failure is so slim. It's really about having winning habits, being consistent, being determined to win. And a winner finds a way to win. And that's the reason why I'm encouraging people to be independent thinkers. Man, there's so many people out there that are powerful, just like yourself. You can actually change the world, mm. but you have to think on that level that I can change the world, that I got something to bring to the marketplace. But if we sit around and we just follow the same old scenario, we're going to experience the same old thing. So let's, let's so in our final question, we have, we have these great ideas. Everyone knows, you know, they need to be consistent. They need to work on themselves. They do all this stuff. The, the challenge now is accountability. You said 21 days to break a habit. How do you, how do people hold themselves accountable? And what's the path of accountability look like? The first thing they have to do, I always tell people 90% of winning is simply excitement. Hmm. You're not going to keep your habits. You're not going to stay disciplined if you're not excited. That's why it's so important that you get excited and happy about what you're doing. That's why I keep saying when you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. What I do, I'll do it for free because I'm happy about it. I didn't need an alarm clock to wake me up this morning. Mm -hmm. I woke up at 4 a.m. I'm excited. <laughs> so that's what it's all about. But if you're doing something you don't like, you're not going to be excited. 85% of Americans are dissatisfied with their job. You know why? Mm -hmm. Because they're not doing what they should be doing. I always tell people this. I believe everybody knows their dream. When I ask people something, I say, hey, listen, Brian, Pam, if you, could, if you had a magic wand and you can do whatever you wanted to do, what would you do? Man, they start telling you, man, I would be flying. I would, have my, I would be a humanitarian. I would do this. They just go right away. That's their dream. That's what's inside mm -hmm. of them. But when you find out what they're doing, well, why are you not doing, why are you not living your dream? Why are you not doing that? Mm. that's why that's why you got to be excited about it that's the first thing mm -hmm. and I always tell people in life it is 10 percent of what happens to us but 90 percent of what we do about it mm. so it's really all about being excited living your purpose finding your passion and when you do that man I'm telling you it's a great life and that's what it's all about mm. that's what I would tell young people it's not that difficult it's really not that difficult you just have to make a decision mm -hmm. to say, hey, I'm excited about what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. And like I said, that's the secret to success. 90% of success is just happiness. You got to get excited. And you got to really, really work towards your goal. And when you're excited, that's how you stay disciplined. That's the reason why most people start a diet. 
They're not start. They're not excited about a diet. They started and they stopped. Look what happens, man. In the first three months, the first three months of the year, people always have a New Year's resolution. Well, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this this year. This this year. The first month, the gym is packed. You can barely find a parking place. Mm -hmm. After the third month, you can park at the front door. Same thing happens in the yeah. college and university. We lack focus. We lack but discipline. The people that stick around, right, in all these situations, they always are the successful ones, right? It's just sticking around long enough. <laughs> you just got it. You just got it because let me tell you something. It's a trick. And I want to tell young people this. It's a trick. You may not see anything right away, but keep in mind what you're doing today is setting you up for tomorrow. People tap out too quick. What you're doing today sets you up for tomorrow. Even what you're doing right now, I guarantee you, you don't even have to be the best. But if you stay consistent, you're going to win. That's one thing about myself. You're not going to outwork me. You're not going to outwork me. You're definitely not going to outwork me when it comes down to passion and motivation. You're not going to outwork me because I already know that if I keep moving, I'm going to be successful. Appreciate all of your words, Rory. These are, these are some deep words. I hope people take this in and really uh, work on that inner journey. And I know it's one of the most difficult journeys for people to work on. You know, I've, I've talked to hundreds of people and for whatever reason, that inner journey is the most difficult because there's so much going on uh, internally that we haven't addressed in our lives, our fears, our challenges, our traumas, our, our relationships, all of that. Uh, it takes a lot to unpack. Um, share with us, you know, what's the best, best place for people to connect with you, follow you on social media? Uh, how do they get to know Rory uh, intimately? Well, they can go to RoryKDouglas.com, RoryKDouglas.com. Also, the new book is called Cracking the Rich Code. It's with Tony Robbins, Kevin Harrington from ABC's The Shark Tank, and Jim Britt, and it's currently an international bestseller. Like I said, they can go to RoryKDouglas.com and get all of my uh, handles, Instagram, Facebook. And also, I actually uh, conduct free financial literacy workshops. So for young people, they can go to Rory Douglas, RoryKDouglas.com and uh, basically tap into some of the webinars and see some financial literacy workshops. That's me. That's my story, man. I'm sticking to it. Awesome. All right. I appreciate it, Rory. We'll stay connected. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Young minds like yourself are tomorrow's generational leaders. I'm telling you. All right. I appreciate it, Rory. All right. Take care. Right. Take care. Thank you guys for listening to The Boz Show. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, and share.